Witch. I'm your host, Blue, a tarot reader, teacher, and witch, and you can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Hey, Mystic Witches. Today we're here with Jane Dowd Ostrom, whose experience hosting meditation circles in New Jersey came to pass in an unlikely way. She was brought up very Irish Catholic and was a spiritual child and even was seriously considering becoming a nun, but also had powerful out-of-body experiences throughout her life. Around 30 years old, Jane left her highbrow Wall Street job when she realized that her true life's passion was traveling. She eventually moved to Holland, where she met her husband, had her daughter, and her life completely changed. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. So, the first question I always start with is, which tarot card do you feel represents you, and why? Well, I don't know the tarot deck, so we're going to, I guess, pick a card? Let's pick a card. Left hand, I'm going to have you cut the deck. Like that. Very good. Let's see what we get. Ten of Wands reversed. This actually makes a lot of sense to me because you have had a full life full of experiences and you have been really good at not carrying burdens around with you. As you level up in life, the Ten of Wands is a good card to look at when you really just need to take a look at your your life. You need to look at the things that you're carrying are these your burdens? Are they burdens you need? You know, and how can you redistribute them? And you've been, you've, I think you've been very good at eliminating a lot of burdens in your life. Uh, for instance, just in the, just in the intro, I talked about how, you know, you let go of a, a successful career in Wall Street so you could travel, so you could feel freedom. And you've been really true to yourself in that way. So Ten of Wands makes sense to me. Yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> Since we were talking about all that stuff, yeah, it's looking back. Yeah, it is too. And like everything in, in tarot is cyclical. So when you get to ten, it's kind of about leveling up. Yeah. So you're constantly grow, growing. And, and I am at a point in my life where we probably will go in another direction very soon. Very soon, meaning maybe a couple of years, but still. Okay. There's a fork in the road coming. Do you sense that, or do you feel it coming? Like, do you feel it coming, or do you see it coming? We're planning it. Okay. I don't sense it yet, because we're very happy in New York, but uh, I do know that we will change three to five years. Is that good for you, like the constant shifting in and out of locations? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think the energy that I am, I, I like new things, and I like to meet new people. And uh, I don't know, I think that's Scorpio energy, too. I, mm-hmm. I like change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that not everyone feels secure when they have stability. Sometimes too much stability can bog a person down that and make boring. them... It is boring. (laughs) I don't even know if that's astrological. I mean, I'm sure partly it is, but it's probably also just having that free spirit. So I'm curious, how did you go from, you know, Wall Street? You have a really interesting story going from like being raised Catholic, almost becoming a nun, seriously considering it at least, um, studying art and then moving to Holland and then how does that segue into your spiritual awakening? Well, going to the College of St. Elizabeth and graduating there with my my uh, degree in fine art, that sort of gave me the nun experience. And, you know, that's probably past life stuff coming to. A lot of times we're attracted to different lifestyles because we already did it. And uh, it just didn't come to fruition because there were other things like 
romance and <laughs> travel and experience that was not going to allow for that life. But I actually, I have my 40th college reunion coming back. That what? sounds, I know, sounds crazy. So I'm going to be with all the other people, all those other women that never became nuns, but probably <laughs> thought about it or was in a past life. But, um, so, I mean, the Wall Street, that sort of just came by accident, too, because I had my degree in fine art, and I went to Canna Fitzgerald to work there as a uh, curator, because I had a museum on the 105th floor. They put me in the trading room, and I was like a fish in water. I was very good at it. It was very challenging. It was fun. So I stayed, and I, I stayed on Wall Street for 10 years until... I had a life change uh, where I wasn't sure I wanted to be in New York anymore. I wanted to, to go somewhere else, and that's when I went to Europe. And I traveled a whole year by myself. Uh, I went to Ireland. I went to France. And then the universe has guided me, sometimes gently, sometimes not. And my, oh, my whole backpack was stolen. I had to stay in Amsterdam. And I decided to stay and work. And that was six years the first time. And in my third year, I ran literally into my six foot three beautiful Dutch husband. <laughs> and uh, that changed my life, you know. And uh, the experiences I had traveling, you know, sometimes I would just be in a place. And the first time I ever remember the outer body experience is when I was about 10 years old. And I remember it still to this day. Uh, we were in New Jersey on a picnic. They had like that annual picnic every year with all the families and the, the adults and the children that played together. And I was up very high on the hill and it was a huge clearing. And I looked down and there was my whole family, all the other parents. And it was like, I was, I, I was not on the earth and I was just so happy. And those outer body experiences always have that feeling for me of such joy and, and that whoosh, you know, you're back. So that's the first time I remember. But I had that all throughout Europe in, uh, in Ireland, in Italy, uh, just and meeting people. And I have some crazy stories, which, you know probably wouldn't repeat online or on, on air, but, uh, you know, it did bring me to Holland. I really do believe that the divine hand sort of guided me there. And after I married my husband, we did come back to the United States and in about 2000. So we're already now through the basement apartment, the little apartment in summit. We now have a gorgeous house in Millington because my husband you know, I remember walking him down Wall Street to his first interview and saying, oh, my God, what am I doing <laughs> to this guy? But he's been very successful, and God bless him. He's, he's a very hard, intelligent worker. So we had that big house in Millington. And then, and he's fun, too, just and saying. he is fun. He's super fun. He can dance. He's, he's <laughs> European, so he'll be the first one up to dance at a party. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why I married him. So, <laughs> so we uh, so in two thousand, living at the house, <clears throat> and I always say this: universe, which is God, which is me and you, uh, was sick of waiting for me. <clears throat> and you know, I lost my best friend Mimi. God bless her. I miss her every day. My husband needed surgery. We just moved into the house, and uh, my husband changed jobs. So a lot of the stressful things that you had in your life were all happening at the same time. So I went to uh, – my daughter used to go to Dutch school every Friday, and I met this lovely woman. We probably were talking about spirituality. I don't even remember how we started to speak because if you meet me, you will see that. My husband used to say, don't talk about that stuff. We used to go out and nap. <laughs> and now he does, he's given up because he just knows that it's going to come up. So um, this is Marika Mole, and she's still she's back in Holland now. But she brought me to uh, hear this woman, Dee Dee Terrell, in uh, New Jersey. And she was a swami in the self-realization organization under Yogananda. One of the most highly spiritual and intelligent women I've ever met. So I became her student after that because the first time I was there, we went into meditation and something she called clear gem meditation. 
I was in past life experience in Holland, the whole Garabon, the, the carriage coming down the street, open the cab. My father's in there, who's my son. So that's my first experience Whoa. of past life regression. So I'm sitting with 10 strangers and I scream. And Dee Dee, you know, she basically says, no, you should come and uh, let's talk personally one-on-one. And I studied with her. I have some sort of title. I don't remember what it is. You know, it's self-realization. Since you brought that up, like you've, I've heard you say for a while when people ask you what you do in the spiritual realm, you don't really know what to say. But I'm it a holistic always, minister. Yes, that is a perfect, because I was going to say it's definitely shamanic. Like I've always known that there's healing that you're there's more than needs the eye right right but you know it's i don't like to put a label on it because then it constructs it that's fair that's fair but if i had to like on my card it says holistic minister okay okay just just so so you know (laughs) so studying with her for a couple of years we were living in new jersey i did teach catechism at uh the catholic church out by millington and that was a wonderful experience that was my first experience as a teacher catechism just for people who don't know oh so this is what the kids that don't go to catholic school if they and my daughter was going to public school uh every one day a week they would sit for an hour and somebody would teach them about the bible or about the commandments and of course i was teaching very new age stuff to those kids <laughs> and it was funny because I, I would teach the year that my daughter was in so okay. I started at, at, at first grade and taught all the way up through eighth grade because I didn't want anybody else teaching her so and then I you know I'm not bragging but a lot of the kids would request me because I wasn't being I wasn't just reading from the book you know we were talking about esoteric and and the things that those kids would say were amazing, you know. Yeah, some of my best philosophies have come from children. Yeah, I mean, it was a wonderful experience. And, you know, that was my first teaching experience. But through Dee Dee, I met this other woman, Annie Greenleaf. And Annie Greenleaf, I hope that you would listen to this because you <laughs> changed my life, too. Uh, she had studied. She was also um, an interfaith minister. And she had a meditation practice in Basking Ridge, which is just one town over from where I lived. And it was too busy. There were too many women coming. It was just for women. It was called Synchronized Women. And she asked me, would you take the overflow? Okay, this all sounds very... <laughs> it sounds very much like we're talking about women cycling together. <laughs> or synchronized <laughs> swimming, right? That's what some people hear. But, yeah. but it was it was a uh, meditation circle. Then um, women would get together at 9.15 in the morning after the kids got on the school bus. And she would pick a subject or whatever. And then it was too large for her to to run by herself. So then I would do one or two meditation circles a week. And then Annie moved from New Jersey to Colorado. And that's when I got the whole New Jersey practice. And then things really just took off from there. So that was from, I would say about 2003 till 2011. And then of course, meeting other people and studying and going for my master's in holistic ministry and then in 2011, my husband, my Dutch husband, decided he wanted to move back to Holland, which freaked me out, didn't want to go, didn't want to leave, having too much fun, you know, spoiled. And every time I went into meditation, I really heard, go, there's something wonderful waiting there for you. And I remember crying, and it was a difficult experience going over there because I'm not going to get into that. But again, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, (laughs) words of my mother. And when we were outside of, uh, we were in Hilversum, and I couldn't find a place. People were not receptive to me. They were, you know, no, we don't need anybody like you here. I mean, basically, the Dutch are very blunt. (laughs) And then we decided after a while we would move back to the United States, but we wanted to buy an apartment in Amsterdam. And then we lived in Amsterdam for three years. Different experience. Different experience. And there was a place called the American Book Center 
uh, in the center of Amsterdam. And I went over there and, and I did little meditations in um, Hilversum before I went to Amsterdam and met some people. That's how I found about, out about this bookstore. And I wanted to work there. But now we're not hiring. So I'm like, okay, fine. I says, well, how about if I run a spiritual book club? And they had this space. It was called the Treehouse. And the first Sunday of every month, I would pick a book. And the, and, uh, the young man who ran the spiritual book floor, and they had a whole floor, he would post it and, and spotlight it in the store. And that took off. I mean, it well, it didn't take off because of me. What happened was I went to the spiritual book club, and somebody was running it. That's what it was. I said that wrong. Somebody uh, was running it already who wanted to hand it off. Nice. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm here. here. Yes, yeah, here I am. arrived. <laughs> and, I mean, I ran that for two years. But the wonderful part is, and I would give meditations uh, in my house. I met somebody else, Graham Lesty, who does circular meditation, which was a wonderful experience. Um, I met Byron Katie. I, well, somebody else. Oh, there's one thing that happened to me in Holland which changed everything. Uh, one of the one of the young ladies uh, who used to come to all the groups and a spiritual being herself. She took me to see this man, this Englishman called Tony Parson. And I remember sitting there. Now, this is some, uh, this is, I'm someone who meditates, who teaches. I have Reiki, the holistic minister. And basically, there was a transmission that I absolutely had. He teaches that none of this exists. It's all a dream. It's part of the story. And people were asking questions, but this is, and he could answer, and and I was just dumbfounded because that was my first experience of the emptiness, the true, true emptiness. I wasn't even an I. I was am. I was just being, and he just changed me. I, and it seriously it took me two years to come back from that. And to be able to teach with sincerity, because every time I would do anything spiritual, I would always think, oh, but that's only part of the story. It doesn't exist. And I did that for really a long time. And I called one of my friends in New Jersey, Andrea Grace. She does work in New Jersey. She came to Holland and uh, we taught past life regression or she taught past life regression. We did meditation because she knew Tony Parsons already. And uh, when I came back, now, this is where it served me. I had, we moved back to uh, the United States, to back to New York. We could have moved anywhere. Uh, I'm so happy we came back to New York. And I walked into a bookstore in uh, New York City. And uh, basically, they just rolled out the red carpet for me. They did. And they're like family to me now, too. And I can do my spiritual book club. I have a mega lounge. But that whole experience gave me the experience and enabled me to come back and say, well, this is what I've done in Europe. Can I do it here? And it's been a wonderful experience. When I started book club, not a lot of people were coming because, honestly, I really couldn't. They weren't very good at publicizing. So I said, maybe if you give me a couple of hours to stand in the store, I can promote my events. Well, they gave me too many hours <laughs> because I didn't really want, but I love it there. Every time I think about cutting back my hours, um, I, something wonderful happens that day. You know, I'll meet someone and I've learned so much from the people that I work with and, you know, the crystals and it's, it's seventh heaven for me because it's a bookstore, spiritual bookstore. So I just, you know, and then, and I can pick the book to read every month. So I am fulfilling my purpose of being a spiritual minister and it's such a gift and it's such a blessing so you know new york was was and it's a very crooked line but you know i'm happy as uh, as punch in that store so we're, you know we'll leave new york sooner or later but but right not right now i'm having too much fun and i meet so many people and i really do feel guided 
that, uh, and you can see when you stand in the shop, people are attracted to different people. Mm-hmm. And you see people come in and they come right to you. And, yep. and you start talking to them. And for me, you know, the teaching is wonderful because when you teach, that's when you really learn it. But to practice it, and, and it's fine, you know, it's in the shop and it's very <laughs> under the, you know, under the radar, but for me, that's just, that's, that's just fine. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I noticed the law of attraction, like watching it play out right before your eyes that way. I've noticed that too. People walk in, lock eyes sometimes from, I'm all the way in the very back and they're just coming in, you know, what is it like 50 feet away at least? And they're, they just book it right to me. And, you know, I see it with my clients, too. Like, there's always a consistency to, like, what type of clients are attracted to me. You know, we have we have some days now seven readers at yeah. once. Yeah. So for them to just immediately choose me is pretty epic. Right. It's interesting to well, watch also, it play I out. I also think, you know... They walk in on that day when you're in the store. It's sort of meant. I I don't think, or I don't believe, and again, this is my Tony Parsons thing, all beliefs (laughs) are untrue. Um, It's it's synchronicity. And on some level, because there's so many levels, there's so many dimensions, and there's so many layers that uh, in our monkey mind we can't even comprehend but when I did touch, I mean, it was just so fascinating to go to that quantum field. Mm-hmm. And then this is part of my work now, too. This is what I'm trying to develop. I want to do, uh, to like develop a, a meditation where, and, and uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza does it perfectly, where you go to the quantum field where all possibilities, all potentialities exist. You align yourself because if you're not aligned, you can pick and want it as much as you want. You have to align. You can bring it back to the third dimension, to the physical plane. And that's basically the power of attraction. That's manifestation. Sometimes we manifest without even realizing it. That's why I believe that synchronicity, the law and and manifestation, the link between the two is law of attraction and they're kind of in a way linked for sure, but kind of in a way also the same thing from different perspectives and different phases. There is interestingly, um, I, it was a book, I don't remember, but it was talking about the power of attraction and I wanted to do some research and I went on Google, I put in the power of attraction and then 15 minutes later, Google is sending me to magic. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing, different title, different labels. But, of course, when you really get that we are all one, that the energy can't be created, can't be destroyed, nothing goes anywhere, it's always the energy, everything is a joyful experience. You know, even when, when I sit on the subway... And, and this might sound a little too detached, but somebody who's really suffering, I, I go to the place instead of feeling horrible or afraid, I try and say, oh my gosh, that is the universe having a difficult experience. Whoa. <laughs> That's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, really, duality. That, that ability to sort of see that duality. You're kind of able to zoom out a little bit more than most people in that way. What I'm just getting at really quickly is like, I really appreciate the fact that you're able to maintain this like higher vibration and look at things from a positive perspective. And I feel super blessed when I'm around you because of that. And you remind me that there are beautiful things there. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. Well, I mean, it's, one of the books that I read a long time ago was all about duality, and it really fascinated me because, you know, that saying happiness is a choice. It's even beyond that because happiness is still duality. Mm-hmm. And I do remember standing on uh, the subway, and there's this guy called Jed McKenna, and he writes about the nothingness. Almost, He's almost cynical about it, but 
I love his books, and I had just finished reading, reading his book. So your mind is there. And I'm standing on the platform of the subway and watching the subway go by, but I wasn't there. Whoa. It was really, it was all I saw was lights. All I saw was lights. And then, of course, as soon as you say, I'm having that experience, whoosh, you're back. Wow. So it's, and when things get difficult, and we were talking about this before, prayer. And prayer can be just sending light and love, just smiling at someone. And, you know, I get off of 14th Street at 6th, and if uh, the F isn't working, I have to get off at 8th. And by the time I get to the store, I, you know, I'm in tears because all the homeless, all the sadness. And, but, you know, I also feel, okay, that I'm supposed to be getting off at uh, 8th Avenue today because I'm going to smile at everybody on the way or give a bagel away or, or something like that. I really do try to live in the oneness energy and realize and appreciate where I am at the moment, right? That's in the now. That's at Cretoli big time because that's the only place that exists. Mm-hmm. And the, all the people that walk into the store, you know, come on, it's, there's needy people coming in. And I always say you're stressing out about something that happened already that's gone or you're stressing out about something that hasn't happened yet, which you can't control. And you can get that, and you can live that, but it's hard. (laughs) And it takes practice. And that's why they call meditation a practice. That's why they call it a discipline. And spirituality, even though it's very la-la, very woo-woo, and (laughs) out of body and all that, to live it, you have to practice it. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, is reading, teaching, Standing in the store with a little broken toe. <laughs> I think I hit my toe on the wall, so I think it's a little broken. Or, oh, no. Or a bruised or something. Oh. But, but, you know. But I really do feel that um, if you go back far enough, everything is a blessing. Everything. And not even back far enough. If, it, if you can stay in the moment... You know, coming on the subway here was so exciting for me because I've never been over here. And it's completely different. And, and, you know, looking forward to this. It's a choice. You made a choice to get excited and not stressed out about that. And really, like, that's a perfect analogy for what you're saying. It is a choice. And we were talking about free will before. And yesterday at the book club, we were talking about David G's Sacred Power. This is just a wonderful book. And... And he writes about what I'm speaking about more eloquently and, and more um, in depth. But he says, you know, we have free will in the fact that we can flow with the universe or we can fight it. That's your free will. And when things get difficult, and, you know, they do, you, can, you stand there, and again, I always taught, try and be the observer. Don't be the emotions. Be in your higher self. When uh, you get triggered, when you get pushed on the subway, somebody yells at you, and, and that also is a practice. That's also discipline. Try, and, and Byron Katie is wonderful about this, try and go back into your spirit and say, okay, this is not about me. This is somebody who maybe had a bad day. This is somebody who... Frightened because, and I asked this question yesterday what's the opposite of love? And everybody said hate. I said, No, fear. Okay, okay, yeah. The opposite of love is fear because everything that's happening in the world that is frightening, war, disease, it's because we're afraid, right? Disease is also a lot of times manifested in our body because we're afraid. And um, I think that's Wayne Dyer who said that, that the opposite of love is not hate, it's fear. And if we can realize that we are the same energy in different cups, <laughs> we would never hate anybody. We would never fear anyone. We would try to help. I remember I went to a reader a long time ago. I had to check her out because all my women from New Jersey were going to her. 
and uh, we had like five minutes of talking. And I says, well, I, you know, this was, well, I don't know, crazy stuff was going on on the other side of the world. And I says, but you don't understand. I'm the same energy of that young man that just blew up the market square. Mm-hmm. We are one. And of course, we don't like to think about that. But it's on a certain level. It's sort of like back to what you said about there's only so much that our our minds can actually comprehend when we start to look at things in quantum theories and how we're all connected, the collective consciousness. I think you have to be at a certain point to accept that download. <laughs> and even knowing it, me for particularly me, I'm in Aries, I have a short fuse, I am not committed all the time to that work. It's very challenging. I'm making an allowance is how I would put it for myself to get there organically when I'm ready. But yeah, it is, it's a, it's a limitation for sure. But I mean, that was the one of the things that we were talking about yesterday. We had all women and it's not that I don't like men to come to the group, but sometimes (laughs) when it's all women, it's very, very special. And, uh, you know, David Jean, his book talks about the 10 levels of love and the eighth is what we're talking about. Not even the 10th level of love is where you accept and have gratitude for everything that happens in your life. The 10th level is basically being that love. I'm going to guess I'm functioning around a four or five. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> but, but it's... Again, I do believe that you attract the information, the knowledge, the people that are going to help you grow. Yeah. But again, we if we know our limitations and we know I'm not going there, ask for help. You know, how many people come into the store and say they're having a really rough week? And I'm like, well, have you prayed? Have you asked grandma so-and-so on the other side to help you out? You know, in catechism, I remember the kids, their faces lit up. And I said, do you know, everybody has like a bunch of angels around you or just waiting to be asked, but you have to ask them. And that's the power of attraction. You have to line yourself up. Everything can be a miracle. Everything is a miracle, but you have to be open to it. (laughs) This is why I always feel so blessed when I'm around you. It's just immediate vibration rays and like I can see things more clearly about just like the higher vibration that is accessible it's right there in front of me you make it visible to me but on that note we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about Omega Lounge and some of the events that you are in charge of and run the spiritual book club that you are in charge of now and just like how what those are like and what people can expect from them That was the music for our segment, Two Minute Terrors. Uh, That is our scary story segment. And I wanted to share a very mystic witch scary story with you all. Uh, You may remember a episode with Gina Jean as our guest. Uh, We were talking about responsibility in magic um, and in divination, explaining like becoming... Uh, a practitioner in all all magical paths, etc. Responsibility to the earth. Anyway, while we were recording, we did not hear a single thing. But you may recall, and part of this is in the live episode that you can go back and listen to. Um, you may remember my cat introduced himself. Well, he was not just introducing himself to the listeners because we had some supernatural activity 
in the actual recording. Now, the original file is much louder than what you're going to hear in the the show that I produced and 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 posted, but it is there and you can hear a woman singing. There was all kinds of activity. When you have a medium as a guest, that's what's going to happen. But I just wanted to let you guys know that we actually have some supernatural activity even before we started the two-minute terror segment. We are still accepting stories. So if you want to submit, it's mysticwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Submit your scary story. Audio file is preferred. I am happy to read it aloud for you. to have something show up in your life, the kind of person you would like to become, manifest something new into your life, something powerful, whatever it might be, you obviously must first be able to imagine it. Your imagination is able to do all that you ask in proportion to the degree of your attention. So what kind of attention do you place on your desires. This is From the Broom Closet, and today we're going to be talking about the law of attraction. Okay, so... A lot of people see the law of attraction as being ableist. And I'm really not here to argue about that because I definitely see that perspective 100%. But I think there's more to it than disabilities, uh, you know, and, and who can or cannot participate in this practice. Um, the discussion is really about, and this is why I shared the clip, it's about mastering your subconscious mind. Uh, Arthur Waite talks about this in, under his pen name, Grand Orient, um, that, that when you can marry the forefront, our regular mind, with the subconscious, you create what's called a superconscious, according to him. And it is a good deal of interpreting readings comes from this place. Um, Your intuition and that development, uh, this is where that takes place, in that space, in that commonality. So, you know, really what the law of attraction is suggesting and the, the teachings on it suggest that we are capable of accessing more than just 10% of our brain with focused training, practice, and changing habits. Changing habits. And that's why, you know, when we're talking about happiness being a decision, of course we don't, we're not saying that someone with a chemical imbalance can just snap their fingers and everything's fine. That is not what it's about. The teachings are about shifting your own frequency to the extent that you raise your own vibration. I talk a little bit with my clients on a regular basis, you know, just like about how energy is transmuted, every thought we have, and it's not really quantifiable, uh, but, you know, that synapse of a thought, it does it creates a vibration. And what is a vibration? So it's really about 
raising your own vibration to match that of a higher vibrational outcome. The law of attraction states that like attracts like. And so the energy of this thought matches the energy of that outcome. And it's not even a perfect science. It is a much more pleasant way to live, though. And, uh, you know, we create a lot of stress and anxiety all by ourselves. And this is kind of about getting out of our own way. And that's, that's what this is really helpful for. And if you can use it for that. Not saying everyone can. But if you can, use it. It's a process that most of us will not master in this lifetime. I sure as hell won't. (laughs) And it's not for lack of giving it effort, uh, although I could be focused on it more. I make make a lot of acceptances, (laughs) allowances for myself. Um, You know, I'm an Aries with the Leo rising. I've mentioned it pretty much every episode. I have a short fuse, and I do tend to overreact. Um, I also have PTSD and I have a fight or flight that is pretty intense (laughs) and it's a defense mechanism that I developed to survive. So, uh, it's, it's something that I have to unlearn and that, and that's, you know, that's just like minimal compared to what other people are struggling with. I have a friend right now who has been ill for a very long time and, you know, it looked like we were out of the woods there for a second and now they're back in the hospital and it's unfortunate, you know, to see someone suffer like that, but also it's really encouraging to watch how they are really managing to stay strong mentally um, I'm sure every moment isn't strong and, and, and virile and lots, lots of breakdowns. I can only imagine I would probably have killed someone by now, <laughs> but, um, you know, really like the power of the mind is, is a really incredible thing. And I do believe that telekinesis is possible. I do. Let's go, Matilda. <laughs> In any case, I uh, I just wanted to sum that up really quickly. If you have questions about the law of attraction, please feel free to email. Stay tuned next week for the next segment from the broom closet. Welcome back. We are still here with Jane Dowd Ostrom. 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 Is good. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, you were talking about like uh, falling into your, how did you say it? I said spiritual awakening and then you said your true path or something like that. What did you, how well, did you I, word it? I feel that because I'm open and adventurous and hopefully non-judgmental, I follow where I'm led. And, you know, like, it's really amazing when you think about it that I just fell into the spiritual book club in Amsterdam, walked into Namaste. And, you know, I knew where Namaste was because every time I was in New York when I was living in New Jersey, I'd go talk to Denichi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd be there and my daughter would be like, well, I'll be at Urban Outfitter. I'll come down in two hours because she knew I'd be there for talking to Danichi <laughs> for two hours. Mm-hmm. And so he's very easy to talk to. So I remember, uh, and I wasn't even here yet, 
And uh, the owner's son, who uh, is lovely to me, basically, I, I asked, uh, I'd like to leave some information, and if you ever want to do book club. And he followed me out the store and brought me upstairs to show me the space. And it's on floor 11, which to me was such a big sign because my birthday is 1111. The address in Holland is 11. The place where I had the spiritual book club in Amsterdam, the address was 11. Oh, wow. And two is my lucky number. So Namaste is 2 West 14th Street. So, and, uh, <laughs> So, but then when he brought me up to the eleventh floor, I was like, you know, one plus one is two. It, it just for me, it was just so many signs, and everybody was so lovely to me, and still are, and it's just a blessing going there. And I have two events that I do every month, and uh, I have the first and the second, uh, the third Sunday of the month, the first. Uh, Sunday is Spiritual Book Club. We just did, like I was talking about, David G's Spiritual or uh, Sacred Powers. Next month, I don't have the book with me, but it's always on their website. And what we do, no matter what I do, I start with meditation. Because I think if you want to do anything in your life that is going to shift your energy, meditation is the place to start. And it doesn't mean sitting there with your fingers in a weird position, chanting Om. It could just be going out, looking at a tree, how magnificent you are, or painting or walking, just something that's going to connect you to the divine, which is connecting to your higher self. And your higher self is everywhere. And uh, so that's my first event. So we start with meditation and then the book. And uh, I will most likely something about manifesting spirituality. And what's really cool now is that authors are coming in with their books and presenting. So that's really exciting for me because it's kind of exciting and it isn't because now I don't get to teach the book, but I get to meet the author and really learn. And we've had a couple of really uh, great events. I think this past uh, uh, yesterday was the first time that I had to teach the book in five months. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, so the other event that I do, um, when I first started, at, at Namaste, I do the book club and it's always free. And I said, you know, I do this out of uh, my free time. I'll organize it. And then down the road, you will allow me to do my thing, which is what I call now Omega Lounge. And I really thought about that name. I wanted someplace Omega that it's otherworldly, but a lounge where you can just relax and be yourself. So it's called Omega Lounge. Oh, and also, uh, Omega Institute is like what I admire. Elizabeth Lesser is one of my heroes. She She's running the Omega Institute, so I, I like to sort of follow her lead. So that's another reason why I call it Omega Lounge. And uh, that is the third Sunday of the month. That's from 2 to 4. Book Club is always 3 to 5. Uh, but uh, because of the schedule, it's two to four, and uh, the lovely Blue June, who I'm sitting in front of, is going to be on that panel. But it's called <laughs> it's called uh, Perspectives of the Universe, because as I'm standing in the store, which is also part of my blessing and my uh, purpose in New York City right now, is to to minister and talk to people and point them in the right direction. You have to do your own healing. We did that last year because people asked so many questions that I couldn't answer. So I said, you know, let me, I am sitting in a wealth of talent and information. Let me gather everybody, put them in the same room, and then have the audience ask questions. So that's what we're doing on May 19th. And uh, so we have Blue, Danichi, Craig Costian, who is a shaman, new to the store, but a wonderful energy. Uh, we have Victoria Aikens, who is so good with um, astrology and numerology. We have Fiona Avila, who is just a magnificent, I mean, she's just a goddess, and she's a psychic, and, and uh, 
she's a, a single mother, but she still gets in there to to do her readings and to help people. Do I forget anybody? I think that's everyone. Oh, and me. Me. <laughs> of course, I'll be there too. But I wanted to gather a group of people who are dedicated and really feel the calling to to minister, to heal, to help. And, uh, you know, we'll tell We'll start out with where we talk about what we do, why we do it, how long we've been doing it. And basically, though, the event is to allow people in the audience to ask their questions because, you know, I, this happens to me. Do you know what it is? And, and uh, I feel like this or I'm attracted to that. So it's, it's really an invaluable um, opportunity to get information and uh, see what's out there. And, uh, you know, the best of the best. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what I like to do. Somebody a long time ago said to me, uh, you're a great connector. Yeah. And it's a blessing onto me too, because everyone that I connect somebody else to, I get connected also. So it's just, it's just blessings and, and unending blessings. And I really feel, of course, you know, they say when, um, when you pay attention and if you put your attention on the things that are blessings in your life, they grow. And I'm overwhelmed. And New York, which is usually a very... I've never found New York. I said that yesterday. You know, some <laughs> people hate New York, but I just love it. And I think New York can be very, very addicting. I think the energy is just, like, overwhelming. But, uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Speaking of New York... Here comes the star of the show, the J train, <laughs> yet again. I haven't addressed this in a while, actually. I'm just going to uh, say really quickly, like, thanks to everybody for bearing with the noise. This is Brooklyn. I'm trying to keep this show as authentic as possible, and that means including our main guests every week, the J train. <laughs> um, that's just the reality of the situation. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much, Jane, for coming on to the show. It's been um, so much fun. Yeah. And thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next week.